Hello everyone and welcome to HY Dyslexia Podcast. Um, we are based in London and we're supporting the dyslexic community. Um, my name is Elizabeth Tetchy. I'm the founder of HY Dyslexia. During lockdown, we realised um, there's a lot of dyslexics that we needed to reach. And of course, we couldn't do that because of social distancing and lockdowns and all different issues that were going on at, the, at that time. So we quickly had to think on our feet and dyslexic people, very creative mind. We thought, well, why not a podcast? where we can reach more homes. And this is where we are now, um, delivering podcasts to homes across London, UK, abroad. You know, we're very, very grateful to um, have funded Lambeth Black Thrive. They're funding this podcast and also funding some of our projects that we're doing, which is webinars and um, workshops. And of course, we're giving free dyslexic assessment to black people in Lambeth. So if you live in Lambeth and you happen to have stumbled across this podcast, and you've got dyslexia, do contact us and we're giving free dyslexia assessment. These are full dyslexia assessment to um, black residents in Lambeth. So I want to say thank you very much for, uh, to uh, Black Friday for doing that for us. Now, today's podcast is going to be absolutely phenomenal. It's going to be very different because the guest that I have, I've known for quite some time. She's a true inspirational person within the dyslexic community and also within the Ghanaian community. She's actually from Ghana and the black community as well in general. So Eve New Love is social entrepreneur and she is absolutely phenomenal. And I'm emphasizing on the word absolutely because she is a great, great, great person. Um, she's a TV presenter. She's also um, a social entrepreneur. She has dyslexia and dyspraxia. And today we're speaking to Eve New Love about her journey with dyslexia. And today's podcast, the title of the podcast is Living with Dyspraxia. Eve has dyspraxia and dyslexia, but I think dyspraxia is more dominant for her. And I want to find out more about dyspraxia, even though I live with the condition. There are days I get very confused with it all at all. Miss New Love, welcome to A2I Dyslexia Podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. I'm so honoured to be a guest and to share my story with you. You are so welcome, Eve. Honestly, I'm going to let you now take over. I've spoken for too much now. <laughs> Like you said, I'm a TV host and soon to be radio host, which I'm really excited about. I'm starting, um, I'm going to start hosting a, a well-being show on Diversity Radio, which is based in South London. So I'm, I'm broadening my skills as, um, as a media personality. And I've always been quite um, a fan of radio, you know, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, like you also said, I'm a social entrepreneur. I have um, an organization called the New Love Experience, which is a motivational networking society that I set up um, when I finished university in 2017. Um, I just felt like at that time, um, a lot of people were on, you know, a very serious journey, self-development journey. And I was on a self-development journey myself. And I felt like there's so much things that I wanted to learn um, and because I know a lot of people from working in different industry sectors I thought it would be a good idea to bring people together to learn um, new things so you know um, learn about how to manage your finances how to take care of your health um, you know also for those that wanted to go into entrepreneurship um, let them hear the stories of entrepreneurs you know, different different subjects and different things to do with personal development. So um, I created this organization and I teamed up with Barclays. They sponsored me 
Um, and I had a few of my events at the Barclays headquarters in Canary Wharf. Um, that was amazing. Um, it's still, the new love experience still exists, but um, I then diversed into becoming a TV presenter. An opportunity came up um, and I decided to go with it because it's something that I've always been passionate about media in general, because I was a PR manager for um, a magazine uh, for about five years. And prior to that, I'd always worked in entertainment, always, you know, always passionate about media. So um, when the opportunity came, I just took it. And yeah, I became a TV presenter. And that was just random. <laughs> that was very random, actually. So yeah, so now I'm a TV presenter, founder of the New Love Experience, also a plus size model. And I do get a lot of work over there. I just haven't been there the last year due to um, the pandemic. But prior to that, I was going to Ghana twice a year. And professionally, I work as a project manager. And that's um, probably one of the biggest challenges I've had in my life so far, being a project manager, because it's not easy. So, yeah, that's me. And I'm, I'm a mother of two teenagers. <laughs> so, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Thank you, Eve. Thank you so much for that introduction. And like I said, I do find you very inspirational. Now, I'm going to now diverse straight into the title of this podcast, which is Living with Dyspraxia. Now, you've been diagnosed with dyslexia and dyspraxia. But you, the dyspraxia side of um, the, the diagnosis you got with the dyspraxia affects your day-to-day -day work in every shape um, and, or form. Tell me a little bit about the um, when you find out that you've got dyspraxia. How was that for you? I mean, when I found out that I had dyspraxia, it kind of was a bit of a relief and um, it helped me understand why I'm the way that I am. And it it also allowed me not to be too hard on myself because with the diagnosis came understanding and I was diagnosed at a late age. I wasn't diagnosed in my teens or as a child. I was diagnosed as an adult, as a mother, you know, doing all the things that I'm doing. So, um, you know, it just put a lot of things into perspective, you know, why I'm the way that I am, why I suffered academically, why I had low self-esteem issues, why I just didn't understand things, why I could never, you know, remember things, why my articulation wasn't good. Like, you know, I would have a certain way that I want to present myself or speak, but when it comes to it, I freeze. I can't remember anything. Um, you know, I, there's, there's, there's things that I want to say, or there's things that I understand in my mind but I'm not able to, you know, articulate it or I'm not able to express myself the way I want to express myself. Um, so it just kind of put a lot of things into, for me, it was more of a confident boost. And like I said, put it put a lot of things into perspective, maybe understand myself as a person and also, you know, help me with my self-esteem and my confidence. That's what being diagnosed with um dyslexia and dyspraxia did for me so when, when you when you say you meet somebody and for, or in a workplace and you were really struggling and you said to someone i've got dyspraxia what's the first reaction what do people say do people believe you've got dyspraxia 
And do they say, can you please tell me a bit more about that condition? They say, what is that? What is that? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they always ask, <laughs> what is dyspraxia? Because they've heard of dyslexia. But when you say you have dyspraxia, it's like, what's that? Like, you know, this dyspraxia is not, is not exactly the same as being dyslexia. But then people who have dyslexia can also have dyspraxia. And then people can be dyspraxic without necessarily being dyslexic, if that makes sense. So um, that's just how I explain it. But mm -hmm. I don't, you know, most of the time I don't really tell people I have dyspraxia. I just say I'm dyslexic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, the majority of the time I just tell people I have, I, I'm just dyslexic. I don't really go into, you know, the diagnosis aspect of it unless there's a need to. But then why I like to tell people that I'm just, the reason I, sorry, the reason I like to tell people that I, I, I have dyspraxia is because I think there is a difference between the two and people just assume when you have dyslexia, you know, you can't read, you can't write your certain way and that's it. But then even as dyslexic people, so much differences between, you know, having dyslexia itself as a person. So you might meet another person who has dyslexia, but you're totally different. There's things that they're really good at that you might not be good at, you know, and there's things that they catch on to, you know, there's weaknesses that they might have to say that you, you don't have and strengths and vice versa. So yeah, sometimes I do like to go into the whole, what's the difference? Yeah. How does this practice affect you in your day-to-day -day work? Well, it affects me in so many ways, but I'm so used to it. It affects me because of my memory and because of the role, the job that I have, I'm a project manager. So you can imagine I have to manage different aspects. You know, my role is very diverse. There's different, you know, there's different aspects to my job role. So my, it affects me because of my memory. My memory is extremely bad. Uh, my organization and as a manager, you know, you have to be very organized. Um, also, like I said, my articulation, like, you know, trying to express myself verbally and even with my writing as well, like trying to structure emails sometimes can become a, you know, a problem. Like I have to go over my emails like 20 times before I even send it, whereas someone would just, you know, do an email, read it once and, and forward it. I think because I know that I've got dyspraxia, I get paranoid and then I go over and over and over and that itself gives me a headache. But I think the thing I struggle with the most is my memory, remembering things. You know, I have to really depend on my, my diary is my life, my, my planner is my life, my reminders are my life, the little things that people take for granted. Without, without a diary, I'm finished. Without my, 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 my calendar, you know, I, I literally don't know what I'm doing. So, so obviously for our listeners, so that if anybody's listening, they, they've never kind of heard of what dyspraxia is. Now, the difference between dyslexia for you, because you read well, you write well, um, you, can, you can articulate yourself on paper, but with your, with, with your dyspraxia yeah. side of it, you've written it and then what? You can't remember what you've written? Or are you struggling to understand what you've written? Okay, so I struggle to remember, like, even if I write down things, 
when I go back to it, I, I forget why I wrote whatever I did down. It depends. Yeah, it really depends. But um, yeah, so I, I, so I'm trying to, I mean, it's even coming now. <laughs> yeah, so basically, um, I struggle with my memory. It's about retaining information in my mind and you know like my, my struggle my daily struggles is retaining information and remembering things like I could have a conversation with someone and put the phone down and then completely forget or I could remember to do something and then I forget to do it so if I don't write like I was saying if I don't write things down or use my diary you know it becomes a real problem every day for me so dyspraxia is more about how the brain it's all about taking in information and outputting information and it also comes with clumsiness now people now people um you know don't really take clumsiness quite seriously but um, it affects my balancing you know like I can't ride a bike I can't I can't um roller skate anything to do with balancing I can't do so it's 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 really deep it's not it's not like dyslexia where you know it's quite basic but it affects your physical coordination that's it so it's like I could be holding something and it just drops on the floor you know that's how deep it is like I could forget I'm holding a glass I could be on my way to work standing at the bus stop drinking a bottle of water and then I just forget that the water's in my hand and I drop it. That's where the clumsiness comes from. I, I, I always lose things. There was a period when I in my 20s where I, I kept losing my phone. I think I lost my phone like every four months. And then I do things like I put my phone in the fridge or put knives and forks in the fridge. You know, and people find things like that funny, like, but it's it's very serious. It's not funny. It's like that's how it affects your memory, your mind, your coordination. It's that deep. So that's the difference between being dyspraxic and being this and having dyslexia. Whereas someone who has dyslexia wouldn't necessarily have those issues. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I understand. And to, I mean, obviously, you're from a Ghanaian. Your parents are from Ghana. Um, now, describe to me what you think it would be like when you came home and said to your parents, "I've got dyspraxia." What did they? What, what were? What were their reaction? I was diagnosed at thirty, so I told my mum at an event I had when I was telling everyone else. I didn't. I never sat her down and said, "I have." Even up to this day, she doesn't even understand what's going on. But I had an event. I think you were there at Barclays. And I said, I said, I have dyslexia, dyspraxia. And, you know, she always says to me, what is that? Like, she says to me, why do you like bring these curses upon yourself? There's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> like, and I'm like, but you know, the way I was when I was young and the way I am now, like sometimes I feel timid and like, you know, really like, you know, it's, it almost sometimes makes you act like a child, not, you know, because you just feel like, you just feel some way sometimes, you know, like, and most of the times, it's not even that anyone notices, it's because you know that you have this, you know, you have this learning difficulty, 
you know, you just have all these issues and sometimes it's not even noticeable. A lot of people don't even notice that I have this, this issue or this, um, this learning difficulty, you know, until I point it out and then they're like, oh yeah, it makes sense, you know. <laughs> so um, if, what would be one advice you would give to anyone who's listening who is um, sort of resonating with your condition and how, and all the um, symptoms you've described that every day affects you? What one advice would you give to somebody who thinks they may be dyspraxic or probably confused, thinking, well, what, what is it? Why do I keep dropping things? Why can't I ride a bike? Why can't I ride a scooter? Like, you'll never catch me dead on a scooter. I don't even understand how people use those things. <laughs> <laughs> so what advice, would you give, what advice would you give to anyone who's listening right now? Um, I would say seek advice. I mean, there's organisations like your 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 own organisation A to Y. There's others. I mean, even within your own borough, there's there's um you can get help. I think the best thing to do is to do research. Google Google dyslexia and look at the look at the um what do you call it? Not side effects, but the you know just look at what the description of dyspraxia is and see if you can relate to those things. And if you can, I would say seek help because I did at the age of 30, you know, it's never too late. I know people that get diagnosed at 40 and 50, you know, so it's, if you really want to get on with your life and you want to understand yourself better and have aids in place that are going to help you, you know, have a better life and a more easier life, then you need to get yourself diagnosed because without the diagnosis, you can't get help, you know? So it's so important to, yeah, because if I never got diagnosed, I think right now I'd be, I, my, my, my self-esteem would be so low. I don't think I would have achieved half of the things that I'm achieving. It's because I knew and understood what I had. So it empowered me to pursue my my goals and dreams that I wanted to do when I was younger, but I didn't have the confidence to do because I knew something was wrong with me, but I didn't understand what it was, you know? And it just cuts out the depression because it comes with depression. You get depressed, you know, when you can't, when you don't understand who you are and why you do things. Thank you so much, Eve. Honestly, absolutely phenomenal having you on our podcast and, you know, telling our, our listeners what it's like to live with this condition. I have dyspraxia and exactly how you describe everything. Sometimes I get everything muddled up and it can be a real nightmare because my dyslexia is severe, my dyspraxia is severe and my, you know, dyscalculia. I mean, I don't know if you're good at maths because I know I'm not. So I've got the three conditions in one that all muddled up. And sometimes people say to me, how do you manage? I don't know how I manage, but there is access to work support that I do get with work, uh, with A2I dyslexia. I've got very supportive family around me. It can be very overwhelming, but I can't let all these conditions define who I am. Yeah. So I go out and I do what I can do. But I want to say thank you very much for um, coming on our podcast this evening. You're welcome. Thank you, Eve. I want to thank our funders and all our listeners. A, a massive thank you to Yola from Salt and Pepper Production for putting all this together. And of course, 
without our listeners, there is no podcast. I want to say thank you to all of them as well. Now we'll be back next week, same time, same place. Thank you very much. Bye-bye for now. The Aspire to Inspire Dyslexia podcast, All Things Dyslexia, is funded by Lambeth Black Thrive. It's presented by Elizabeth Tashin and is produced and distributed by Salt and Pepper Productions.